Best hello, time. hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls and a Few Thoughts. So you catch yourself. I feel like you ask me that every episode. Like, I don't really <laughs> understand what's happening. That's a reflection on Do you. Do I ever, like, not catch myself? That's a reflection on you, not on me. But then where do you catch yourself from is the question. You ever, like, well, that? That's why. When I say, if you catch yourself, you already know it's an expression of, like, okay, get yourself together, lively up, let's get going. Lively let's get up yourself! And, you know, considering the fact that you've, we've been drinking all afternoon and now your eyes are going down. First of all, my eyes are not going down. I am wearing lashes, lying, ladies and so they appear to be smaller than they actually are. <laughs> That's not what's happening. I love how you always believe your own bullshit. So you think that the lashes that making your eyes so heavy. It's like, oh my God, I can't really... My guy. Yeah, my eyes are open. They just you were at like, like half closed. open just now. I think half I did open. too much lashes. I mean, you certainly did a little bit more than you should have done, to I be did. honest. But it looks great. Like, there's some good framing. Um, You know, it looks good in pictures. There's a yeah, lot of good yeah. emphasis happening. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But, you know, yeah. you know, don't be trying to give... Um, our podcast listeners, some impression that you weren't here just like guzzling some water and all these things because you feel a little shaky from your drinking. Well, I mean, <laughs> I clearly went a little bit too far with the wine today. Don't you say that every time you have wine, though? No. That can't really? was bomb. Wow. What do you call someone who goes like a little bit overboard almost every time when they drink and they're a regular drinker? Um, uh, maybe an alcoholic. <laughs> but that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right for don't you. Feel right. No. Don't feel right. Mm. You know what does feel right? Well, when you know your limits, you know where you can get to. I have you know, so many okay, issues with that though. After I hit this drink, I done. So I gonna stop there. But why would I want to limit myself? Why would you want to get drunk every time you drink? That's not. Not a question you could ask yourself. Too. But I don't actually get drunk every time that I drink. Just get a little because nice. Because that's silly. I actually haven't been drunk since I was, well, I was going to say 21, but this year for my birthday, that was pretty bad. But oh, you are shit-faced. <laughs> but I don't usually get drunk, but I also don't believe in the whole concept of limits because it doesn't speak to my... Uh, prioritization of abundance so so if i do truly believe in life being abundant time being abundant joy being abundant pleasure being abundant then i actually can't have limits Mm -hmm. because uh, then that means that it's not abundance so i don't fuck with it i love how you're ever consistent in how you don't like Words like limit, words like sacrifice. If it's wanting about your boy, you consistent on this. I'm a pleasure seeker and I do pleasure seeking things. Yes, you know that's called congruency. Everybody better listen. Get on listen. What you say is what you congruent do, what you do is what as you say, a motherfucker. all that other shit. Absolutely. But you know, sometimes though, in your lady of leisureness your pleasure seekingness and all these other kind of things you know you'd be living in just like these alternate realities that is what people say but those people that say those things 
they just don't understand. Mm. They don't understand. I mean, you literally redefine words for yourself. I don't actually use the existing definition <laughs> and I remove the things that people want to add to it. Mm. Yeah. And you just add your own stuff. I don't add my own stuff. You I myself? use the actual definition and live by the true definition. That uh-huh. is my entire jam. Uh huh. I don't know why you're acting like you don't know this is what it I is. I know nothing about you. Like, girl. how many times do I go, <laughs> let's ask Miss Miriam of Miriam Webster what this word means? Because that is what I'm trying to do. Miss Miriam. Yep. Miss Miriam be knowing what it, what it is. She really do be knowing what it is, though. Seriously. No, but I mean, I think it's important to always use words in the way that resonates with us, right? Like, that's like the beauty of words. Like, words have meanings and there is a power in using language that truly feels like it fits and defines you. So it's important to, to stick with that. Without a doubt. I, so I applaud you for that. So listen, you were telling us, me, the audience, you had an idea about selling your foot pictures. I did say that shit. And I told you you were probably too much of a wimp. I probably said pussy though, to try it. For sure. So where are you at with that? Because you know, you love to talk about, oh my God, I should totally do that. But I just want to know, are you actually trying to do it? Or like, what's the situation? I don't really know. It's like, it's like this, right? So Mm. I'm very much about, let's figure out these other streams of income. Listen, I know this is where you're going with this, you know? Right? That's From your what we are. I'm like, okay, let me listen to this. This book. is what it is. Like, let me gotta find this. other streams of income. Yes. And this looks like it could be a cool stream of income with very minimal effort. Very minimal effort. What I'm totally about. Right. I just haven't prioritized it. But have I taken photos of my feet? For sure. No. Photos that someone might want to pay for. The you take the time? Yeah, that same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Friend. Like, those were just the two pictures, though. That's not enough to pull $10,000? You think you can get $10,000 off of your first two pictures? Yeah. Are you not using any sort of condiments or any sort of, like, dressing or anything? I mean, I could add some ketchup. (laughs) 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 Who is your market, really? Like, I haven't thought about it. Why would you add ketchup on your feet? Like, what do you think you're selling? I don't know what these foot fetishers are into. You have to go ideate. Like, this sounds wild. Nah, I just want to take some photos and post and be like, pay for that shit. I'm with it. I would love to see you do this because newsflash, reminder, hey, Flashcad, you not on this social media posting life. I'm really not. I'm not. But, but, an additional stream of income might be worth it. I might be able to get on it. This is the life that we live in in 2021. This is certainly the life that we're living in 2021. Remember in a previous episode, we were talking about the um, topic of being enterprising and what that means in 2021, specifically talking about like all of the folks like selling the things on social media are projecting to sell the things. There's a fantasy being sold in all of wherever you can find it, the crevices of the internet. Yeah. And people are capitalizing on it. Absolutely. We're the only dummies out here that's not selling our feet. (laughs) 
and selling our used selling underwear out of stuff. and used bras. You always bring up this used underwear Because thing. I think it's so crazy that you can wear your underwear, take it off, ship it off, and get X amount of dollars for it. Like, someone would actually buy that shit. I think it's crazy. It's wild. I mean, I'm not Erica Badu. Like, people went crazy over her Badusi. A hundred percent. So, I'm, you know, me being just regular old me, I'm thinking, I don't know if I have that pull. Maybe. But you I might. also don't want to be selling my soiled panties. But why, though? What else are you going to do with to it? To Joe Schmo. But in, what else are you going you to know, do with it? wherever he is in the Middle East, one of them Bible Belt states or something. No, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So tell you what, sis. You be the pioneer, you know, and you start the thing. And then let me know. I might have to really start the thing, though. I just don't be remembering to do all these enterprising things. You're not serious. I know. It's crazy. You know what I thought about the other day? Well, I might need like a life coach. Like someone's that someone is that that is um the standing next to me that's going like, Hey, you can do this. Here's the play. <laughs> Move the ball this way, then that way. You got it. You know what's crazy? I almost feel like what is our friendship about? Because I feel like I'm your I'm your cheerleader. You're like, but you're not a life coach, though. Person. You know what you should be doing? You should be paying me. Nah, you got to be in the back like, yo, when you going to sell these uh, panties? <laughs> when are you selling these photos? Like, you doing that tomorrow? Because I'm going to need to make sure that you sent the photos today. I thought today. they were more, like, motivational. Nah. They're, like, inspiring you to act, which. No. I'm already doing that. That's not working. Negro, pay me my money. It's not working. (laughs) I don't have no money because I didn't sell these photos. Oh, shit. (laughs) Again, we come back to why you need to get on it. I need to sell the foot photos. Anyway, I feel like we, you know, we can't sidetrack by the foot photos. Because you're not serious. That's why we can't sidetrack because you're not serious. You're not serious at all. So OnlyFans, right? We talking about the OnlyFans level? Are we talking about the... I don't know what level you're at. Maybe WhatsApp? I don't know. Listen, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, I could probably do the OnlyFans situation. Really? But did you hear in August, they were trying to bar all sexually explicit content. content. But I don't know if foot photos count as sexually explicit content. Listen, do we know? Uh, I mean, no, foot photos don't strike me as you know the traditional idea of like sex yeah so i feel like it should be fine maybe but the good news is that about a week later they came out and said you know what we're not gonna do that anymore i mean because like let's just think about it you're only fans right people know you for this thing Mm-hmm. People have been leveraging the use of your site for this thing. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want to do it. So, so what, what, what y'all want to be known for? Selling biscuits? Like, what's the situation? <laughs> selling biscuits? Like, <laughs> you guys are not that type selling of... biscuits. Yo, I, mean, I don't think these people actually thought that they were only known for sexually explicit content. I think they actually thought people came to them for other type of content. Like what? So when we already to... watched TED Talks on TED, so like... But when you go to the site, they talk about being able to sell things like 
fitness stop it food stop um fashion content so this is etsy i mean they think that they could be anything they could be whatever they want it's a whole social media site this is the double-edged sword of living in 2021 everyone can be everything yes and there is the there's a beauty in the power of the impossible and the power of being everything but it's like we have to be grounded in some reality no so if you're only fans what you want to do now rebrand yourself and now you're going to be like come one come all but it's not a rebranding it's not a rebranding they've always done this other type of content but no one knew Here's the thing. Didn't we discover that it is based in the UK? We sure did, which I found surprising, but not surprising, actually. But America probably only knows them for the freaky shit because we were bored and we are (laughs) completely bogged down by COVID and the shutdown and all these things. They're also bogged down by COVID, by the way. Are they? Yeah, it's actually Haven't they figured it out? I thought they figured it out. It's a whole global thing. Don't you watch the news? That's crazy. That's wild. But go where you are going. Anywho... So I think that we know them for the sexually explicit content, you know, uh-huh. the nudity and stuff. And I think that became exciting because you can't really find that on any other social media platforms. Okay. So it was cool to be able to see that on OnlyFans. But in their sure. mind, the way that they created this platform and marketed this platform is that they thought that people would come to them for other types of content pastries arts and crafts yes that shit so they probably thought to themselves hey if we get rid of the sexually explicit content then it won't even matter so much until they said that shit and people were like fuck no we're done with you guys you gotta figure that out we're here we're here for the titties we're here for the everything yes yes i think they learned a lesson to like fucking see what jewelry you're selling like we have a site for that. In the meantime, though, I do think it would be cool if they added something to the social media page that would help folks to expand the brand <laughs> of sexually explicit content. So, so, for instance... For instance, like earlier in the summer, okay. we were reading an article about this Findom. I, I forget her name. Me too. But she was talking about She's a being black a, yes, being about a financial being a financial dominatrix and how she was able to kind of parlay mm-hmm. that into be able to make it a complete career. Yeah. But she's so different in her personal life and with her family and with her friends. Sure. But this is in fact just her Miss career. Marley. Miss Marley. Miss Marley. Yeah. The shit. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Love everything that she was talking about in that article. Uh-huh. And just how she's able to be so success- so successful mm-hmm. in this field. And I thought to myself, and we were talking to our other friend, where we're like, yep. you know what? Like, couldn't we just talk shit to some dude and get paid mad money? Right. So what are we doing about that? What's happening? Oh, no. This is your dream, sweetie. Oh man, this was just me. Well, that's great, but you want to be my life coach. That's crazy. This is, and as your life coach, I'm here to tell you if that's something that you truly want to do, let's talk about how we can get you there. Wow. You see that? Wow, that's you see crazy. That? You're fired. <laughs> so, that's wild. Yeah, so Mistress Marley got this thing on lock. So I thought uh-huh. that was really cool, and it got me really thinking about 
the foot fetishes, the fin doms, the um, selling your panties, mm-hmm. your soiled panties to be more specific. Very specific. Nobody wants your clean underwear. Yeah, and just how people are able to do these type of things. Yeah. But then also when you think about like the just the run of the male ladies that you meet in the street and the folks that like get hooked up with the doctors and the 80 year old white men. The sugar babies. To, the sugar babies out here yeah. winning. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like we're entered, we have entered into a time where everything is so progressive. Mm -hmm. Everything is so out there. The line and the lines and the sand have have been moved. Mm -hmm. Like the, the markers have expanded. Yeah. And we're on a path of everything and anything goes. Mm-hmm. And the more creative and the more absurd the idea, the better it is. There is like mm-hmm. some sort of like unique value to it. On the one hand, I think that it's important for us to be able to evolve as people, right? Like there are traditional jobs and then there are jobs that, you know, you and I were doing in the early 2000s. And then the options for careers and who you want to be, what you want to do has expanded exponentially. Mm-hmm. And now you could just like you literally could do whatever you want to do. And I think that there's something like admirable about it on the flip side though. When I think about who I want to be in the world and who I want to move through the world as I'm like, I can't imagine being who I am and then also being someone that has like an OnlyFans. Like there is so much compartmentalization that has to happen in order for you to sort of like keep those identities separate. There's a lot of like mental and I would imagine emotional juggling that needs to happen. And then I'm also like, I would be nervous about having people have that level of access to me and like what that might mean. You know, I'm kind of paranoid. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm looking at the downside of this thing. Like, yeah, like this is super enterprising. But then on the flip side, what if you end up having some sort of like crazed fan? Yeah, but you can have a crazed fan as just a regular old podcast posting person on social media. Why you have to go put that into my head? I'm just saying, like, you're a regular person in this world that is posting stuff on Instagram so oh or Facebook or God. whatever. So it's just as likely for you to have a stalker as it is if you were posting nudity. I What's also the difference? have thought about that very minimally but i have thought about it you should think about that you're out here in the world <clears throat> they I, and i am genuinely cautious are you yes you know this i'm genuinely cautious mm-hmm. of how much you know i want to give access to my life and everything else so yeah like when you to get back a little bit on track here when we when you asked me that question that is what I think about. I think it's great. This is super enterprising, but then it comes along with some some things that are on the downside. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely things to consider. Um, but I don't know. I lean more to the end of 
to be enterprising and entrepreneurial and be able to have these other streams of income, to me, that's more of a priority as, you know, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. It's like, all right, so you might get a stalker. Cool. At least they paid for their account. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to actually say, you know, you got to take risks. This is what happens. But you're <laughs> like, at least I get a stalker. Account. At least they pay for their account. I, I used to have a stalker. I did. I don't know if I told you this. I think I was 16. I used to have a stalker. For real. I used to have a stalker. I used to, um, there was this guy that used to follow me around. And I, I feel called, like I I remember this. Yeah, I freaked out. Is this like, like the person oh my would look gosh. in your window or something? Is that that or no? Well, he was also a stalker too. Actually, then I've had at least two stalkers in my life. The guy that tried to come through my window. Oh, and then this, this other guy that used to madness. walk me around in town. And I called one of my uncles, one of my cousin uncles. You know, he's like a big cousin, much older than me. So he was right. like my uncle. Cousin uncle. And my uncle pressed him. My uncle was like, no, the fuck you not. Right. And that man fell all the way back. I mean, I'm glad that you had someone who could actually, you know, come in and save the day and save the day. And there was you could prevent any sort of atrocious outcomes. I know. But sometimes it does not go that way. I mean, and not that this is like there are a couple of things. I don't want to get too morbid, but you and I were recently reading about this nurse who I think she was a nurse in Mass in Massachusetts. So, you know, frontline worker has been a nurse for quite some time and she had an OnlyFans account on the side. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, I mean, she looks great. Mama three, amazing body, you know, great bikini shots. And some of her colleagues caught wind of her OnlyFans account. Mm-hmm. And long story short, they became one of her fans, a paid customer. And then through doing that, they were able to get access to her account and then sent her pictures to the management of the hospital that she was employed at. Mm-hmm. So now she is being pressed from the management. You want to be a nurse or you want to be a only fans influencer. Not that those were the exact words, but this is like the ultimatum, right? Ultimately she ended up essentially getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. Now is a full-time only fans influencer making far more than she was making as a nurse. But yeah. it's like being put in that position where you're like being forced to like make a decision or you're being cornered because of something that you're doing. I don't like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a worthwhile consideration as well, because when you do make the choice to be on um, sites like this or choose this as a side hustle, Mm -hmm. you do have to consider your main job if you have one. If you have one. Like, there might be policies around uh, um, conduct or social media policies that Mm -hmm. mandate a certain type of behavior on social media, so you do have to be wary of those type of things, but... You know, it's hard because there are so many ways for people to make additional income. And um, for me, sexuality is open. Yes. And we all are aware of and participate 
in sexual practices, except for probably the 2% of the world that's asexual. I was you know. just about to Shout tell out you. to you guys. Yes, correct. Um, but, you know, by and large, we participate. So you expect that there is some level of acceptance, but, you know, you just got to balance. Balance the risks with the reward. I would say if you're someone who you don't have a job, but maybe your primary business, like what if this pretty out there, um, what which, what should we call it? Business side hustle mm-hmm. is in contradiction or not really what you want to project as your lead identity. That's mm-hmm. for lack of a better expression. What if it's not? Um, I don't know. It's, um, I guess it's a tough spot to be in, right? Because you have this other part of your personality that is probably aching to come out, right? Like you want people to see who you are and what you're about and all those things. And okay, while you're at work, you are hiding this part of your personality. So to come across as professional or to come across as a person that could be trusted for XYZ reason. But you do want to share that that self that you have. Interesting. So you're making the assumption. I am. That this person has this hidden desire, mm-hmm. yearning to be the person that they are behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. Yeah, we all have um, a little freaky side, you know. There are so many conversations that I have with people on a regular basis that gives you a peek at some of the things that they would like to try, think about, or uh-huh. whatever. But yeah. there's this part of you that tells you that that is not the appropriate way to behave. Or if I really allowed myself to show this part of myself, it would not be generally accepted. Mm-hmm. I would be shunned. I would be judged. So I mm-hmm. don't want to show that part of myself. I need to behave in this certain kind of way. Okay. Um, and I think that's part of why people don't get as involved in these type of things, like OnlyFans, etc. I think you look at them and you're so excited by the photos, but there's this part of you that goes, man, like, I want to have my own page. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, no, not for me. Yeah, Mm-mm. I don't believe it's you. It's so much exposure. You don't believe me? No. It's so much exposure. I mean, especially because I think about the fact that so many of them are sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both sex positive people. I'm here for the sexy things and the sexiness. Mm-hmm. Do I want to just send that out into the universe for like God knows who to consume? Not that I have yeah. any control over the consumption of it, but... You really don't. If you think about, you know, as sex positive people... We've, in our lives, done sexual things that could be out there for people to consume without our knowledge. Whether that means that you took a risky moment in a parking lot somewhere or in the streets of Manhattan. Maybe. You know, like, who knows? Don't know. But (laughs) it's out there somewhere. So then what do you do with that? The internet has no erase button. It doesn't. Unless you know some like 
phenomenal hacker person who's going to be able to erase your entire online identity. But even to that end, even to that end, it's just like, that's the life though. That's what you've put out there at some point. But it's like challenging, right? Like it's, it's this age old conversation of like, okay, we decide that we're going to sign up to do a thing. And then we get into doing the thing. And then it's like, dang, this is not really what I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. When I hear you say that, it's almost like, okay, if someone has an OnlyFans, there is a level of consciousness where it's like, all right, you know that you've signed up for this. So you're going to own that and you're going to just let it be what it is. Uh However, there are plenty of times that we sign up for something. It sounds like a great idea. You start doing it and you start living it. And then you're like, holy crap, I'm in the deep end. Yeah. And now like thinking of like how to recalibrate and anything else. It's, it's a complex situation for sure. So I don't really like, I don't really know. Like going back to this, um, nurse, this Massachusetts nurse, it's like, you're a mom of three you are married and it's phenomenal that you are so confident and secure in your relationship that you are able to, you know, do that. Right. And have that space to be truly like liberated in this way. But it's like, Oh my goodness. I'm thinking about like, as someone like looking at it, I'm thinking about, you know, being, how do you be the spouse in this situation? How do you be the child in this situation? Mm-hmm. It's one thing for you to maneuver your own mental and emotional things. How do you do it in the level of, with the level of like seamlessness that you would need to when other people are like brought in? Yeah. Like as, as the husband of someone who is doing that, that is a lot to juggle. Or the child, like when your kids are small, you think about what they're exposed to in a very different way than when they become adults. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you want to obviously protect your children and make sure that your children are not exposed to some of these adult things. But, you know, kids are online on their own all the time. When you think about this generation of kids that are on iPads at two years old, like it's very likely that these folks are going to come across a page like an OnlyFans or come across something on social media that might not be what you're ready to expose your kids to. And the truth is that they are going to get an explanation of what that is, not necessarily from you, but from somebody else. Yikes. Not necessarily from you, but from someone else. And then they'll probably start their own OnlyFans page. Oh my God. And then it just, it's an OnlyFans empire. Yeah. I mean, how bad could it be? They'll probably post photos of their feet. It's fine. I love how you are like only thinking about it being like a foot fetish and it, and it's. It could be a foot fetish. It could be a hand fetish. It could be an eye fetish, a hair fetish. Who knows? People are into a lot of stuff. Tangentially, real quick, you know what I came across, which was so interesting. So I fell into a, what I like to call like a little show hole Mm. on Facebook. Um, And I came across this page with this 
girl, this young woman, because I feel like she's in her early 20s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she lives her life as a dog. Um, what? <laughs> so this show on Facebook is called Love Don't Judge. And I'm looking at this and, you know, like I've already gone through like multiple videos at this point, right? Like I'm like watching all sort of stuff and I happen onto this girl, attractive young lady too, attractive, curvy. She has like a nice ass, but she wants to be like a puppy. So she has, you know, her collar. She has her doggy house. She has a leash. And I'm here like, wait, what's happening? And so like her boyfriend is now like, yeah, like it was something that he really had to. He was not aware of it. He Uh had to learn about this, you know. What should I call it? A way of life, a way of being, whatever. So I'm looking at this thing like, OM fucking G. Yo, everything is anything these days, right? So you're telling me that you've always, she said that when she goes back to think on it, she always used to like dressing up like a little doggy. And her. So she just decided to be one? (laughs) So. I just don't understand. Always like dressing up like a little doggy. And her parents would just be like, she's going to grow out of it. Going to grow out of it. Mm -hmm. Didn't grow out of it. And her, um, as she's like talking on the show about it, she compares it or says actually that it's a part of her love language. Damn. Anyway, where I'm going with this is that no, I'm curious. Right. So like I got on Instagram because I'm like, I need to know the backstory. Like what's happening. And of course I happened across her OnlyFans page. <laughs> of course. And so now I'm like looking at her OnlyFans page but you know what it really is, is some sub and dom stuff. Mm. So that is her sub. Do they call it persona, personality, whatever. Like her sub, like what she is representing, like that is her submissiveness, right? Got and people it. like, as I like look at her comments on like Facebook and everything else, people are like, you know, it's great that you like found the thing that you are comfortable with and like. She has a whole boyfriend. The boyfriend's into it. This man be feeding this girl her food out of a dog bowl. She gets her water this out the dog so bowl. They're posing her down in the back. But guess what? Sis has an OnlyFans account. And you best believe that people are subscribing. And people fucking and love it. And people love it. So, you know, here's the thing, all right? Like, as you were talking about this little story here. Uh-huh. What I'm thinking about is a slippery slope of some of these sexually deviant <laughs> behavior. Yes. And uh, you know you're going to get in trouble that, for saying sexually deviant. I know, but I'm literally quoting my boyfriend here. Shout Ooh. out. <laughs> like this Shout is out like, to him. Is his I love favorite him. term, sexual decadence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah, in so, any case. What's his um, deal? So like when I think about... Uh, these sexual things and how they can become other things. Uh-huh. When I think about someone who is dressing as a dog, behaving like a dog, etc. <laughs> and while some people find that sexy, could I also then draw a line towards bestiality? Or is that too much? 
I just want to know, like, because it seems like it seems a little there's a straight line. Like, it feels like that's where we're going. So let me go with you here, right? So yeah, please do. Take me on the journey. So you're like, you know, this is blurring the lines. This is blurring the lines. For sure. Go ahead. Tell this me. is absolutely blurring the lines because I think that there is a way that people take some of these things that are like, oh my God, this is such a cool sexual experience. And this might be a cool thing that I like to do because it's my sub persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and the folks that find this attractive and sexy and are super turned on by this probably also have other things that they're sexually attracted to, but don't know how to make come to life. So mm-hmm. if I were to dress like a tree, for example, <laughs> you always come back to this tree example. If I, Whenever we have a conversation, if I were to dress like to a tree. tree, for example, like, are you finding me sexy as a woman or are you finding the tree that I'm dressed as <laughs> sexy? What has to ask? You would certainly have to ask because yes. you always ask. You think you're into trees or something? Just like I don't think I'm into trees because every time we have conversations that become explorative on it's this sexual crazy. spectrum, you're like, so like people are gonna start fucking trees. Grass. Like, is that where we're going? And I'm like, but who wants to fuck a tree though? You never know. It's the I whole never thing. know where. I mean, there's like back. It's hard. Like if you told me the grass maybe you you know stick your stuff into places and it's moist and whatever maybe with a little tree sap you can literally (laughs) stick it into anything oh my gosh but you feel like as though we're getting to a point of getting to the point of no return yeah i mean i think that that is our new i think the point of no return we, we haven't passed that point. Cause I, I don't feel think like we've passed that point. So. The reason why I say that, because I think that where we're at now, our trajectory is that because we have gotten rid of so many markers and bars and, you know, anything that would seem like it confines people in any sort of way, because we have essentially gotten rid of those things it's almost like there is no going back from here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's certain places where it's not as liberal as certain other spaces. But for the most part, we're trending in the general direction of being more open-minded, liberal, progressive. Whatever synonym you want to use, that is the general trend. For and sure. I don't know that we're going to be able to, what, like 10 years from now, we're now going to be like, okay, this is enough. We're yeah. going to stop here. Like, no, I think we, I would agree with you. We've already redefined what it means to be doing and going beyond where we're currently at. For sure. And I think that as we continue to be a very progressive and open culture of people, uh-huh. I think we will continue to allow for this line to be moved further and further and further away. So to your point, maybe we are at the point of no return because there's so much more distance for us to go with being able to accept people's sexuality and how they want to express their sexuality and all those things. And of course, as people who are sex positive, we absolutely support whatever people are trying to do with their sexuality. Yeah. But 
it doesn't preclude us from also saying, guys, fucking a tree is wild. <laughs> I just want to say that for the record, in case anyone. I just want to be super clear. Super clear. Even when we Don't accept this it. 20 years from now, I will still think that it is wild. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, sometimes I wonder to myself, like, two things. Being in New York, obviously, there's a certain level of progression and there's a certain level of openness that we are exposed to. Whereas if you're in, like, middle America or something or down south in certain places, you're not having these same thoughts that we're having. The conversations look very different. Mm -hmm. Like, so, I mean... For us, it might feel like we are doing so much more, so much sooner. But then, you know, in other places, they're like stuck in the 1950s. Right. You know, but you also got to think about in those places, a lot of the times it, it feels more like a monolith because everyone is the same. Right. Like they look at people who they've grown up with for a long time, people who their grandparents maybe had sex with their cousins. <laughs> They're actually the same. Oh, you know? my God. Like, middle America. It's You are so disrespectful. Tana, it's not just a place of cousin fuckers. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is what I've always heard. Maybe I don't have enough experience in middle America. First of all, you did live in Florida, that one. Well, not in middle not America. Not middle Florida. America. In Florida. And yeah. Florida is Florida. also a crazy place. So crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Anywho. But I mean, I think that in a lot of these places, they deal with a lot of sameness, so they don't get a chance to really explore things that are different from them or Mm -hmm. really get to open their minds to these new ideas. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, that's uh, their plight. Um, But for us, uh, we get to look at OnlyFans and then we see the OnlyFans people outside on the block. Mm Mm-hmm. Outside on the block. Yeah, we're like, isn't that the girl that was naked on OnlyFans last night? That is her <laughs> on the block. Hey, girl, your hey boots girl, are great. Hey. That would be hey, funny. You're like, I ain't paying $40 for this. I get oh to see her every day. gosh. Why would I pay for this $40 membership fee? What does get this really here. say about, like, the landscape of, like, modern work, though? Um, That it's changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even when you think about this post COVID year, which, you know, still struggling with post COVID because I still feel like we're in COVID super in. But when you think about Very 2021 in. and people's ideas about work, like look at all of these folks that are unemployed and yes. so many of them are not actively seeking employment because they're not actively seeking traditional employment. Yes. And that's actually what we're measuring. Right. These folks are actually seeking entrepreneurship. They're seeking enterprising type of initiatives. Right. They are looking at social media as a vehicle to wealth management and Mm -hmm. being able to create generational wealth. Like Mm -hmm. they are looking at, um, selling photos and, (laughs) you know, being able to launch businesses online. How do they Mm -hmm. create Airbnb, Mm -hmm. the affiliated marketing, like all of these other ways of driving their own income and passive income, et cetera. That's what they're trying to do. They're not in the job market looking for traditional employment. So that's why we can't tell that these folks are actually seeking employment because we're stuck in the 1950s with the way that we measure these things. Dang. So, I don't know if I would say 1950s, but well, certainly we're in a past, we're in a previous time. 
We're in a we're in a previous time. I mean, yeah. I, I just think that 1950s is too far back. Maybe. No, aren't we a little bit more ahead than 1950s? Like Sometimes I can't really tell. We have white men running the White House. So I don't know. It, it feels very same as 1950s, but I could be wrong. Well, you already know if I actually lived in the 1950s, I wouldn't live long anyway. So mm. I don't know if you have some insight. No, I I certainly don't know. But the level of struggle that they were dealing with in the 50s and in the 60s, that is, I mean, I truly commend them. Yes. Because the level of struggle, just shout out to the ancestors for just their resilience and their ability to put up with as much as they put up with. Because I, I just could not. Not that I could not. I would not. Yes, indeed. But regardless, like we are comparing traditional job markets to now things that are less traditional. And certainly like being being a social media influencer, whomever, like that is now like a legitimate thing. You know, one thing that I always remember is that in my black studies class, Professor Lewin, remember him? No, I had Profo. Professor Bernard. Yeah, Shout Baruch. out to Professor Bernarda Baruch. Oh my gosh. So Profo was the truth. Huh? We're in Professor Lewin's class, right? This would have been early 2000s. No, mid? I don't know. 29-ish? 2010? I don't know, girl. I don't know So how I'm in the class. And this was really before like YouTube like blew up like that. And he mm-hmm. was like, in, in a few years, people are going to be making their own shows on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we were all in this class, like, I mean, Professor Lewin, I know you're, like, out there. But mm-hmm. at the time, it's, like, difficult to grasp because we see you two, but it hadn't really started to be used in that way yet. Mm-hmm. And and every time I go on YouTube and I go back to it, I was like, he does not even know how dead on he was. Yeah. And it's, like, literally, this is such a common thing. But why I mean, I can't, him up? My, I can't even picture my life without YouTube. Where would I learn the things I need to learn it's that I crazy. didn't learn from someone I knew? But I feel like you need to hit him up and ask him what's next. Like, could you, you just let us know? Ball? He has a crystal hey, ball. Hey, let us know, Professor Lewin. What's like, happening what's next? Happening next? I, you think he's... A, I don't even know if he's someone that has, like, you know, online presence like that. Like, he was... I remember him being such a radical. Like, I don't know if he's online in that way. Well, I don't know that it, it's about him being online in that way, but he, clearly he's someone who is very perspicacious and Ooh, he is someone yes, yes for the words i was like huh and he's someone who can probably have incredible insight into what's happening next like he's such. able to understand trends yeah. and that's what you need you just need to ask somebody what's, what's so, up it's so forward thinking like it was truly like wow he really called that yeah. we would have had to have been at that point when would we say YouTube blew up? Like that would have been, we he he probably like was five six years off of, of that prediction. Yeah, that's amazing. It is completely amazing. Yeah, like it, sure. it's truly truly amazing. I have actually been growing a respect for digital creators mm-hmm. because when you see these videos and you see these fifteen second reels these 30 second reels you think to yourself oh my god so easy but it is so difficult Mm -hmm. to create engaging content in 10 15 seconds like the level of creativity and the effort that goes behind it i know like people think that there's almost like something that is easier about like 
being able to like leverage and have access to social media. And I think in some senses, it's like, it's amazing that you can be your own advocate. You can start your own business. You can be your own ambassador and really like push yourself forward and get ahead. But it's like, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. And like, we're almost all like as a society in this learning phase of like, how the hell does this shit work? And how do we figure out how to do it and how to become successful from it? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting stuff. Um, Maybe we'll figure it out as we go along this journey. But in the meantime, there's always OnlyFans and we can absolutely enjoy the content. (laughs) Sexual or not sexual? Sexual or non-sexual? Biscuits or not? Yeah, maybe they will start selling biscuits. <laughs> or maybe they do. You should probably sign up. No, you sign up. Let me know. Remember, as your life coach, you're going to take the first leap. Sure. And then I'm going to make sure that you stay accountable to your dream. Multiple streams of income. I don't know if you caught this, but I fired you about 20 minutes did ago. Did you? I sure did. <laughs> Anywho, guys. So that is the end of our show. We will catch you next time on Two Girls and a Few Thoughts. <laughs>